Some semblance of an A-League season is just a few days away from starting, and as ever, the Destruction in the Box podcast is here to take you through every collaborative dynamic, invaluable learning, and determination to deliver a great showcase of Australian football, both on and off the field. My name is Rudy Etzel. I'm joined tonight by Andrew Clark. Hey, Rudy. And uh, Chris Alloy as well. Thanks, Greg. Nice. <laughs> um, of course, was in reference to that weird mealy-mouthed PR thing that the A-League was yesterday or the day before. They put out sort of in response to the um, the Sydney COVID cluster. Um, they basically realised they were going to have to change, postpone some games, which I've done today, and, and put out like the weirdest PR statement that just said nothing but said a lot of words at the same time. They've, uh, a whole they've bunch changed. of corporate spin and buzzwords. Yeah, they've very, changed very... it though. I think they re redid the statement today, which is a lot more, a lot plainer English. So, yeah, good to see. It couldn't have been less plain. The English in it just could not have been less plain. Um, really, really weird. Uh, it's been a bit happening actually since last week. We um, we potted CCM for having no, absolutely no um, international players, and they went and signed three of them as soon as we said that. I think they, well, they, they had one and then they lost it after we recorded yes. <laughs> and then they signed. So yeah, did mm. some work. And um, Western Sydney Wanderers uh, under Don Carlos have uh, pretty much <laughs> made, made a series of offers that can't be refused to, to players from um, pretty much every other club in the competition. So Ziggy Gordon's gone there from central coast uh, to the Wanderers and, um, the long-mooted James Truisey move went through, obviously. I think it's just before we recorded. And um, and what was the other one? I can't Bernie. remember the other one. Of course, Bernie Abini. Yeah, another long-mooted move um, has come uh, off as well. And we've also got... the uh, member of the Avid Entertainment Stable, obviously, yes. Bernie. Yep, indeed. Uh, and then also, as, as well as that uh, tomorrow morning, 11.30 a.m., so probably... Will have happened by the time quite a lot of you have listened to this, but uh, there's a Stephen Ugarkovich press conference uh, with Newcastle set to, set to come up. So keep your eyes on that. Um, well, for his point. sake, for Stephen's sake, I hope he doesn't disclose a any mental health issues, shall I say? So hopefully he can just uh, <laughs> for his sake. Yeah, that was um, that's uh, yeah, not territory. I really want to wade into there, but. Uh, there's been some accusations that Bernie Abini may have been weaponizing um, mental health leave. I'm not going to. Uh, as I said, f- we're not going near that. We're not going near that. Yeah, the, let's the just f- say that exit from Newcastle was quite messy. <laughs> and, he, and the CEO said he was the Ferris Bueller of mental health. Yes, he did. Um, so there has been a bit. Dan's just joined the party. Hello, Dan. Oh, and he's immediately frozen, so he can't see him. Oh, shit. Hang on. Got me. We're actually we're actually three minutes into recording, Dan. Yeah, no, it's cool. Got to put it pop in. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, so for context, we've been waiting for the last hour, nearly and a half, for yep. Dan's daughter to to go to sleep. And um, about five minutes Fucking ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, about five minutes ago, he said, "I think it's a lost cause. No good, boys. Sorry." And then, so we've started, and now he's just popped into the uh, into the squadcaster, uh, into the squadcast waiting room under the name Mister Punctual. Hello, Dan. <laughs> hello, hello. Um, sorry, um, sorry about having you guys wait around for me uh, for so long there. But um, yeah, I actually put her down in the cot. Be like, well, the method we're going to now is like cry it out, and um, I'll just, I'll just 
come back. And then I just, then I put it down and she's like, yeah, okay, cool. No worries. Just went to sleep. Yeah. So like, yeah, the whole process has been going on for two hours and then like it just put her down. It just happened. Well, yeah, for the seventh time, put her down and this time she didn't crack it. (laughs) I'm can't just can't wait to have kids. Um, Let's let's kick off our previews then boys. Um, We're going to start with Brisbane raw. Uh, fair to say a bit's happened uh, in the off-season with them. Um, obviously, Robbie Fowler never came back, and there was a bit of suggestion um, a bit of suggestion about impropriety in both directions, I think. Um, things got a touch, uh, a touch fractious there. Um, but they've also lost, um, they've also lost uh, quite a few players. Aaron Amadi Holloway is one of them, um, Brad Igman, Inman. Uh, Matty Redenton, uh, Mitz and Muradovic, Scotty Neville's uh, on loan to Shri Cement East Bengal Foundation, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, a few others. Aiden O'Neill has has left, crucially. Um, they've managed to bring in Joey C on loan um, and a couple of others, um, a couple of uh, Japanese players, Riku, Riku Danzaki and Masato Kudo. Um, have both come in, which are both very exciting. Uh, how do we see their um, How do we see their their season playing out, uh, Chris? I can see you got your hand up. Oh well, just wanted to touch on those those changes there, um, and you, you did also reference um, the the instance with with Robbie Fowler. A lot of changes, you know. It's a, it's a whole new year, obviously, new season. Uh, but it is refreshing that that some things will stay the same. You've got uh, death. Um, taxes and the Brisbane Raw involved in litigation proceedings. So throughout the offseason, um, they've actually had Brett Holman's suing them now in court for uh, unpaid wages. They had the council. They're in, they're in court because of the unpaid bills at the trading facility. Robbie Fowler, uh, uh, which you mentioned. Also, uh, they went to court with the, the Zach Duncan FIFA thing. Um, with the the not being paid the the training compensation now, um, he, he's a very uh, litigious man, David Paul. I, I have actually um, been told he's walking up to random strangers in the street, telling them he'll see them in court. Um, yeah. I, I think with the <laughs> the Robbie Fowler one, I, I believe it was a a um, pretty unequivocal victory for Robbie Fowler. But I, I'm David Paul actually claimed that that he won, so it was almost Trump style. So he goes, wow. no, I won. I, I, I won that case. So he, they have just been flat out in, in court over the offseason. I thought that was interesting. I'm sort of getting, um, uh, getting Lionel Hutz vibes, like, you know, like when, uh, yeah. where he's the, he was yeah. the prosecutor in one, but then he was the defendant <laughs> in the next case. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, David Poor is known to move for a bad court thing. Court thing. Yeah. He's, he's always about it. So if you are changing lanes in Brand, driving Brisbane, um, you know, check yourself. Don't um, don't have a fender bender with old Davy P because he'll he'll see you in court. Um, on field though, let's chat about on field. <laughs> oh, We're getting sued now. Shit. Yeah. Um, the I, I I quite like the addition of Warren Moon as uh, manager. He 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 knows the scene in Queensland quite well, and it's something that they're going to have to they're going to have to tap into. Really is um. I- Danny Kim is one such signing. Um, in that regard, we yeah. saw a little bit of him, um, yeah, last last season. Uh, and yeah, you know, he's he's one of the one of the local lads. Um, you know, he'd know plenty about Wenzel Hall, so who we've been crying out for getting more game time. So, 
um, yeah, certainly, um, yeah, knowing the local scene up there, hopefully he's got some uh, got some good ones up his sleeve. Yes, indeed. And um, you mentioned uh, Dylan Wenzel Halls. I'm excited to see him get a run this season. Um, how about Joey C coming back, um, Crusoe? Uh, well, the LA SoundCloud scene will chew up and spit some people out, and that's what's <laughs> happened. Uh, if, so the rap career, it was um, it looked good on him for having a go, but then obviously, um, you know. Has he, fail- has he actually called time on us or he's just come back to – to well, top uh, up and then uh, head back uh, over. After hearing the music, I had assumed so. Um, so <laughs> I, be- I believe that's that's what's happening now. So he's up at um, yeah, he's um, he's landed at Brisbane on loan from um. That was also a bit um, what's the word? Um, on the nose. Uh, yeah, he left. He had a con, had a handshake deal with Laurie McKenna, and then just chuffed off up to um. Brisbane wouldn't report back to Newcastle, so he's under contract. So they've had to loan him, as you can see there. He's he's not actually signed. The A-League's famous loan system. The loan well, system. Just can we just touch? Laurie's got to stop doing these these handshake deals because everyone's like, yeah, yeah, Loz, I'll come back, I'll come back, and then I, they never do. Like I, I believe, he's going to get it on paper. My, my understanding is that David Poor advised him if he crossed his fingers behind his back when he shook his hand, it didn't count, and that's it, that's <laughs> and that's the law. That's the law. So I'm not just making this up. Since Andrew, so I think Andrew Naboot's been to about three. Uh, has been to three different clubs if you count that ill-fated Perth stint since uh, since he left Newcastle and was like, oh well, he's only ever going to come back and play for Newcastle if he comes back to the A League. You, you know, Ordinary. I think Laurie Lukina needs to check blokes' toes. Are you crossing toes? Like you can only do handshake contracts with thongs. You, you need to see what they're crossing. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel for Newy. They've copped like. They've got the rough end of the stick a lot. Like the the boot one is is one of them, but then also, um, yeah, yeah, Joey C. And we mentioned um, Bernie Abini, and we mentioned Carl Robinson. It's just it's and oh. Stevie G tomorrow. Yeah, Stevie uh, Gakovic Steve, tomorrow. Stevie right? UJ, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, tough one, tough one for them, really. Uh, but yeah, we were talking um about Brisbane, um, the. What well what what do we make of them? Like how do they? It doesn't. They're not. I'm not. I guess I'm not excited by them really. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels like. Um, but they finished. Um, well, I think if they finished fourth last year. I, I feel like that's the absolute maximum for them this season. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd feel about the same. I, I see them as sort of a you know a mid mid table team. Um, not. I don't think it'll be too much different to um to last season. Probably just a bit of an eye to keep on would be the um the depth in their defense like i think i think they actually sort of roll out with a pretty solid uh, well they were playing i think a back five towards uh towards the end there um or like a back three with them had the who was playing on the wingbacks brown and hingott um yeah yeah it's just with yeah i guess with neville gone if they'll be able to do that again they'll need to sort of find an extra central defender um but yeah, they, they look a little bit thin down that end of the park. Even though what they could roll out for a starting eleven would be okay. I think. Yeah, well, sorry, Clark. Go you on, go, no, no, not you, mate. Oh, given what they've lost, they've still got that really strong spine there. Aldred, you know, Gillespie, O'Shea, and now this this new visa midfielder, the Stanzaki coming in, and then up front you've got Scott McDonald with like buckets and buckets of experience and then that sort of tricky youth 
full exuberance of doing ones or halls, the spine is still there. Yeah, but as you said, Dan, it's probably just that the fringes and and the depth beyond that. So look, I don't see why Brisbane can't be looking to repeat or looking to to push into finals with this team. Like, uh, it's got more than enough. Also, with um, I know you got Riku Danzaki, the the Japanese ten young fella on loan from. Uh, Angers mob, Yokohama uh, F Marinos, but Masato Kudo, the Japanese nine, he's an all-time leading scorer for uh, Kashiwa Raisol. He's a hard-working yeah. hard striker with a um, you know predatory instinct. He's a pretty good signing for this level. So with him and McDonald, Dill, Joey C, uh, Danzaki, yeah. J O'Shea, they they could trot they, out a reasonable. They've got attack. a bit up front. They have got a bit up front. Yeah. Given that. They need some consistency. They need to make finals again, you know. They need to sort of keep showing that, not sort of do this, you know, sort of seesawing and stuff. They need to sort of, I guess, for me, they need to sort of cement themselves in that in that top six and probably look to finish a little bit higher. But I think they know. should. I, I do see them as a top half team, but I also don't really mm. see them as a like as someone who's going to um, uh, really challenge the, the pointy end of the competition. Mm. I, I, and I think it's big stakes because, I, like you said, they, they do need to make finals, Clarky, not least because um, David Paul has said he will sue Anastasia Palaszczuk if they don't. So they will really <laughs> – they, they will bring the state down to its knees if they don't make the final. So really is some something to play for. Mm. Um, all right, let's move on. Wellington Phoenix. Uh, last season they finished – I think it was, was third before um, – before the finals, but then lost their first final. And so we've got them down as fifth. Um, they have had quite a bit going out in the um, in the off-season. Um, including the city of Wellington. Uh, including the city of Wellington. They're what the, um, I thought I'd come up with this gag myself. I was going to call them Wollongong Phoenix, but I listened to um, the More Than a Game season pre- preview today, and they were calling them that as well. So I don't know, maybe I nicked it off them. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they'll be going to be playing out of that sort of uh, that 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 part of Sydney, that's south of Sydney, I suppose you'd say. Um, and then you yeah, have, like I said, they've had some big big outs here. Gary Hooper uh, is gone. Stephen Taylor has gone to uh, India, um, and probably the biggest of all of them is the Liberato Kakache has gone to uh, Sintrudon, formerly the parish of Kevin Musket, uh, before he got sacked. Um, so it's a different-looking team. They've brought in Muradovic and Rodenton from Brisbane, um, and they've brought in the in- Israeli forward Toma Hemed. I hope I've pronounced that even close to right, um, who has gonna is going to have to uh, replace the goals of Gary Hooper. Yeah, yeah well, it's sure. just an- another season where... Wellington Phoenix get their entire squad gutted and then they have to do a rebuild. Is this like the third season in a row where they've they've done really well and now like they just get gutted again? So it's it's all for Ufi Tale again there to sort of show that he can he can manage and sort of rebuild obviously under super challenging circumstances and then being almost in like a permanent hub for what appears to be at least the first half of this season. The the, the ins don't really match the outs at this stage, but I think we said that at the start of last season as well and, and look where they are. So look, how many times can they keep doing this, Paul Welly? But look, i got to be bullish about him because we've gone – uh, can they do it again? And they have done it again the last two seasons. So I'll back them to do it again. 
Well, so, I think the yeah, bones. I think the bones of a good squatter there. Um, even yeah. though, even though, yeah, the outs, the quality of the outs do do appear to outweigh the quality of the ins. But what's left behind? There, there's like there's there's an A league squad in there that, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned Brisbane sort of having a a pretty hardy spine, and or well, Stephen Taylor going out is a tough one for Wellington there. But they've still got Steph Brinovic in goals. Um, they'll still have uh, you know, like Piscopo. They'll still have Cam Devlin. They'll still have Ulysses Devia, who's I think just been made captain. They'll still have David Ball. So it's you know they're no they're no slouches. They're still still a high quality first eleven that they'll be rolling out. And it's oh, that definitely. Go on, Chris. Sorry, I was just saying. You know, I think like Clarky said, we have discounted them, and they've just been been able to unearth guys who can do the job at this level. And I think like, looking at the the squad list, you think in central defence there might be issues, but um, mm. young Hudson Wahongi, they rate him really highly. Uh, youth uh, New Zealand international, he may have even played a senior game for New Zealand. Don't quote me on that. He he looked pretty assured, I thought, when he he had some appearances late last season. And he's, I think he's going to get the chance to partner Luke Devere, who had a real Indian summer last season. So, you know, that that's the line that worries me. But you've got Steph, you know, one of the best keepers there. Um, and hopefully guys like Benny Wayne, um, Benny Wayne can kick on a bit and uh, and Rene Piscopo can kick on a bit more. So still some signs there. And, and Hemed, who knows? He's played at, at a high level. With, I think he, he was leading the line for Bright when they got into the premiership. So, you know, knows, knows his way around the pitch. So we'll it's see a, how they a, um, go. It's a little bit scary sort of, I guess, with the loss of Stephen Taylor, as you said, putting sort of all the, the eggs in the basket of Luke Devere to be that leader of the back four. I think it was a miracle that he got largely through an entire season last season. It's, geez, are you a gambling man to sort of bet that he can get through it again? I'd love to see him be able to get through a full season. But if, if Devere goes down, which he's, he has a – uh, propensity to do, then that that back four looks pretty thin and pretty young. So, but mm. yeah, yeah. So I think they'll be sort of there or thereabouts again. Um, personally, um, let's move on to Perth Glory uh, under Richard Garcia. Now this is a team that has got, undergone some changes uh, in the off season. Both Popeye have gone uh, joined their dad at Xanthi in Greece. Um, we need to come up with a nickname for Xanthi. <laughs> they're basically an Australian outpost Perth. right now, aren't they? Perth West. Yeah, yeah. Greek the, Hellenic, the Hellenic Republic of Perth. Yeah, I like that. The Hellenic Republic of Perth. That's what we're going with. Um, they also lost uh, Dino Jilbich, Vinny Leah, Tando Valafi's gone out. Um, Juan de Marcella, Tarek Elrich, Alex Grant's gone to Korea. Jacob Tratt's gone to India. Uh, Jake Brimmer's gone to Melbourne Victory. Joel Kianese's gone to India. Ivan Franich and James Meredith have gone to MacArthur. Pretty much their entire uh, defence has, has walked at once. Um, now, sorry, the only thing I will say on that one, just to, to fact check one of those. Um, Tando Valafi. Tando Valafi is still He's around. Back, um, yeah. They, yeah, they I, can't get rid of well, him. Well, he was out there. and then he came back in. No, yeah. they, they literally cut him and then they're like, oh, well, fuck, there's the, nobody else. George, I, I realize, realize, George, I realize it. every I time I think it. I'm out, they pull me back in. I'd realized as I was saying it that I'd, um, that, that I'd gotten that wrong. Um, so Lucky Tando didn't play Tony Sage's head like a bongo upon his first exit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, so I think 
they're going to be okay up front, I reckon, because they've still got Bruno. They've uh, got brought back Andy Keo. Uh, Diego Castro remarkably is back as uh, <laughs> as captain. Um, but uh, Crusoe, I'm not sure the defense fills me with a huge amount of confidence. Well, I wanted to throw to our resident expert here in all things uh, Curacao because they've got a guy who, um, um, an, an international there, Dan, a centre half, Daryl Luckman, who we're yes, only going to call, only going to call Daryl, surely. Well, D- Daryl, a traditional Curacao name. Um, what are we? Big Jazz. Yeah, Dazzler. His name. His name. Um, according to Wikipedia, his name is Daryl Brian Ricky Luckman. That's cool. a real we'll Curacao name. We'll go with Daryl. Yeah. Daryl. Yeah. Any uh, anyone know anything about him? He's from Curacao. Yep. <laughs> no. I look forward to Dan's new season of facts oh. that come with this, this imminent signing. You should have seen me, Brandon O'Neill, chasing <laughs> Terry Antonis when I heard there was another signing from Curacao. <laughs> no one's updated the wiki page in six months. How am I meant to work under these conditions? <laughs> uh, but. It, in all seriousness, it's looking like a relatively thin sort of uh, back line there. So, um, like Daryl is a he's a centre back. He's played a fair bit in Holland, but I'm not sure necessarily who's going to be partnering partnering Aspro, him. Well, Aspro and Malik, Aspro yeah. and Malik, and and then at left back you've got former Japanese international Kasuki Ota, who has played I think seven times for the Japanese for the Blue Samurai. So that's that's probably that's good, <laughs> uh, unequivocally good. So, yes, but there's no depth. So if if Aspro and Malik and yes, I'm certainly not. That's not a defence I want to go out with in, in the centre. But you've got Lackman. You got enough there. You got Ingham. They've Damien got enough. Had a good finish. Like he came back from the um, the COVID break. Well, um, remember he, he scored a couple of goals. So we're going to go back to true. like Kenny Lowe days where they score heaps, but they also concede heaps. Possibly. Yes. That's um. I was listening that to Daniel looks, Grubb's yeah. new podcast, and he he raised the similar concerns that we might be going back to the uh, Andy Keo, the sorry, the um, Kenny the, Low, Kenny Low days. Um, Andy Keo, so, Andy Keo days are definitely back. So um, now Daniel Garvey is a Perth Glory man, so he's raised them as concerns. Yes, we're, we're, I think yeah. we're raising them as obviously it's a this yeah is great, great, say, great business for the oh, it's content for us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I'm all for I'm super for it. I can't wait to to get that kind of content back in the league. It's, he's, he's a fucking decent bloke, Kenny, though. He doesn't deserve that kind of disrespect. Liam Reddy and Tando Valafi as, as, as their keepers, it's like an old pair of tracky pants, just so comfortable yeah. to like just to <laughs> slip back into that just nonsense. Yeah, that's right. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Chris Economides back. It's like a brand new signing for them after basically not having him for, for all the last season. So he... He's a, he's a great player, and hopefully he he returns to the heights that he did before the injury. Because yeah, he was damn good to yeah, watch, he was dominating at that point as well. well uh, the so that he did his knee. He remember, he had he was actually out of the team at that time. He'd had a bad couple of months and was yeah was actually yeah. benched for for a the, bit there, Pro- probably for a Popovich son. But the season before, yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. He was like he was socceroos and um and all that sort of thing. Not too long before his injury, but he was down at the time of his injury. 
Yeah, but you'd, you'd yeah. think that um, that front third will yeah. probably keep it competitive, you'd imagine. Does anyone know much about this Andy Keogh fella? Um, tried to find some stuff <laughs> on him, not sure, not very familiar with um, with his his work in the context of I, lo- I, I love that. Obviously, this season will be played in the shadow of, of COVID-19, and uh, but I like to see that it's uh, actually caused um, Andy Keogh to go and seek more employment because he's just come back out of the woodwork. He's, how about a job? So I thought he was, he's, he's the only player that's gone from India to the A-League. All the players <laughs> have gone from the A-League to India, and he's like, no, I'll go the other way. I don't Jeremy said he's pulled out Popper. the brown paper bags again. That's probably why. I don't think he likes Popper because Popper actually made him train. And <laughs> yeah. he's gone, oh, Richard Garcia, yes, I've been, you know, I've, I've been guzzling piss Sunday for session years. Yeah. So Ricky, Ricky G, I'm back, and he's in. Do you remember? Minimum wage, no worries. Remember how angry their press release was when he went? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was so like cold. a one-liner, wasn't it? it was very yeah, cold. And now he's back. It's it's awesome. Everything old is new again. It's the A League, baby. It's the A League. Uh, yeah. um, let's speaking of old things, let's move on to Western United. Uh, with their, <laughs> their skipper Alessandro Diamante, who I think is a fresh forty-seven this year. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I shouldn't make fun. He's um, we, we obviously love Ali Diamante here. He's he's genuinely 37 years old, though. Um, uh, but he's the reigning Johnny Warren medalist, and like age has not wearied him at all. He, he look, I think he he brings the like youthful exuberance of a much much younger man to um, to Western United to the A League in general. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see him go again, Dan. Well, given his social media game, I I, I would suspect, and I, I haven't sort of verified this one, but I would suspect he's the um the oldest person on TikTok. Um, it just sort of <laughs> seems like it would be uh it would be his sort of game, and I reckon he'd have an amazing TikTok game. But um, no, we'll we'll have to we'll have to try and um yeah try and see if uh, we can uh, r- rustle that one up, or at least push him towards uh, getting some TikTok content. Yes, um, I bring up uh I bring up uh, Diamante off the top because this. Almost no other changes really uh, for Western United. They've brought in Lockie Wales um, from City, and they've brought in Victor Sanchez, who's uh, played a played a long time for Espanyol. Um, and then out, they've lost John, uh, Jonathan Aspro to Perth. Um, the backup keeper Delianov to Adelaide. Valentin and yours gone newly, but it's um, not a whole heap of changes. They're still going to be pretty reliant on um, Ale and Bess, uh, Bess up Barisha. Which, to be fair, worked out for them last season. They finished um, finished fourth, I think, after finals. But um, yeah, like it seems like uh, pretty much the, the the same, more of the same again, uh, Chriso. Yeah, I, I agree with, with that. Um, they've got those two, the there's two uh, veterans in Ali and Bess carrying low. But you know, they they are going to Lockie Wales, obviously a handy operator at this level now. Still looking for um, uh, Apostolos Stamatolopoulos to really make his mark at this level. He's an undoubted talent. Maxi Burgess, now there's been a lot of chat that he may be out the door prior to the season ending, but he was obviously one that was uh, huge for them last year. I'll um, avidly be keeping an eye on that one. Maxi, yeah, we love Maxi. Sanchez, I think, provides experience in a part of the field they probably lacked a little bit last year. Um, I think they started off in, in the season, if you remember. they, I think Jerry's Katardis and... Um, was it that I forgot that gentleman, the uh, Croatian fellow? They played in the middle, but uh, I think Sanchez should be an upgrade there. Um, well, you got it's also an upgrade on, on 
Kone as well. Kone probably was yeah. looked upon to probably sort of play a sort of a, a holding role, but with some creative freedom and it was very evident that he was just here for a holiday. So I think Sanchez is probably a, a massive upgrade on on Kone, on at least work ethic. So And set, settle down back. Ime obviously was a good signing for them last year, uh, midway through, and um, Pieris looked very good at times. Uh, Durante, obviously, Evergreen. Josh Risden, right back. Uh, Phil Curdo in goal. So there's a lot a lot of settled, you know, a lot of settled, a bit of a settled lineup there. So we'll see. Um, I think they'll make finals based on what I can see. Um, but, yeah, you don't want something to happen to to Bess or Arle. Um, the thing? Not, not much has changed. So they had a pretty good season last year, so we couldn't expect more of the same unless Father Time catches up with those big two. Possibly. Or, yeah. or, or, or Maxi leaves. Yeah. It's just yeah. incredible to think that Bess is going around again. Like, as we said, he's like some non – giving up football guy, but it's just like at some point you feel like the end's got to come for him at some point, but, you know, it's just incredible that he's going around again. And just on Maxi Burgess, I can't believe you missed my avid joke. Um, Chris, oh, you of all people, like I, I slipped Oh, you'll be watching that avidly. Is he Is he a member of the family? He's avid, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll see. That's, well, that's, well, he'd been linked yeah. to Newcastle, but then they, they're like – um. Was Not avid enough. Newcastle was it Western yeah. Sydney? I can't remember if it was which side was, Robinson was on at the time. It was Western Sydney. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it was after Robinson. Because it might be seen as a conflict of interest. Yeah. Well, I no, think so. Okay. Oh, geez. You, you got us there, guys. We're not onto that. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't Sydney the team that's in Burgess's it? Oh, I thought Western Sydney had that's been with, with Robinson and they, they hosed it down because of that conflict of interest and signing ah. everyone else on, on Avid's books. <laughs> right. So <laughs> anyway, the. Uh, as a summary of Western United is another 20-ish goal season out of Bess Uprisha and another Johnny Warren out of Alessandro Diamante. They probably make the finals again. Uh, fair enough. Yep. Let's move yep. on to Melbourne City. Um, pretty settled sort of mob really overall. Um, even the manager changing isn't a huge manager change as such. Uh, El Patron um, Paddy has gone. Paddy Kisnorbo steps into the uh, into the role. It um, was just his turn on the conveyor belt. He just moves up yeah. the production line. That's right. Um, I, I, yeah. So they've lost. Um, like I say, I say they've been pretty settled. They've lost a few really. Um, Lockie Wales, as mentioned, is gone. Um, Josh Brolante is off as well. Dennis Jonro um, is a player who I'm actually really excited to watch at Macarthur this season. He's uh, also out, and then uh, Mikhail. Susayeta has gone as well. Um, they've brought in, I think the players they've brought in probably um, probably, probably outweigh the ones they've lost, though. So Aidan O'Neill has come down, which is a great signing. Marco Tilio from from City. Uh, ben Garuccio has come back from, he was at... Uh, Sorry, Tilio was at, Sydney. Oh, who did I say? Well, you said City, like he's, where he's going oh, to. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Benny Garuccio has, um, he's come back. From Hearts and gone to City, and and uh, Andrew Naboot has uh, gone to <laughs> from Melbourne Victory to to Melbourne City via Perth, despite never pretty, landing in Perth. <laughs> yeah, a pretty roundabout way to do it. He's gone from uh, what from basically he's gone from Richmond gone from, to Richmond to Casey Fields. <laughs> well, he's gone from Perth. Richmond to Melbourne Airport. Couldn't get to Perth. Then he went to Bandura. Then he went to Casey. Um, but they've kept a bunch of their other players. Um, they've still got uh, Scotty Jamison 
at the back um, and as their captain. Um, they've hung on to to Craig Noon, Adrian Luna, and Florin Berengay as their as their visas. And um, yeah, it's 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 going to be. I, I think they're going to be uh, well, good again. Also, the only sorry, go down. So they've also um, signed Taris uh, Gamulka from their uh, from their feeder team, um, Adelaide United. <laughs> yep. Yes, indeed. Um, he, looked good, he looked good too like, last year. Mm, neat. Yes, he did. Um, the only question mark I can see on this team, to be honest, is um, how good a manager Kiz Norbo is. Um, to, to be honest, I think that's about that's about it for me. Otherwise, um, I think that they're likely to be competing for the uh, ultimate honours again, Chriso. Yes, I uh, agree. Um, has he got what it takes, Paddy Kuznorbo? You know, that that's a, a big change there. I, I think they've got a, a good squad, of course, like anyone would, I particularly like the signing of Tilio from Sydney, but uh, and Andrew and Aidan O'Neill to shore up things in midfield uh, and, and Gamulka, but uh, and Garut, they've done well. <laughs> and they've all got this Japanese fellow who I know nothing about, uh, Naoki Sabaki. So, um, but McLaren, you know, if he scores at his usual rate, I don't think there's any chance that they'll miss finals or be competing in the upper reaches. But I think if if he doesn't, if he's injured or he can't score, that that's they are reliant on him. So, um, you know, I'm just interested to see how the other signings, you Naboos and that work. But they do look on paper as they'll be one of the top, Certainly, from the outset, that you think they'd be one of the top three or four sides at the very least. Um, that's the nature of having a guy like Jamie McLaren on your books is that you just you're not really going to have space to have someone who coexists with him. Like it's all it's all through him, um, and if for whatever reason he's not there, um, like I yeah, I guess you just you know you need someone to step up in his absence because you're not going to have someone who's playing alongside him because. Yeah, he's just and the, he's the big dog that needs to need needs all that space and you know, it's all, all coming to and him. That's, and that's why I thought it was interesting that they had those two really high rated um lads, the attackers in uh, Moody Najjar and Rami Najarine. They've they've um, loaned them out, which um you know and brought in two young attackers from from other clubs. So you know that's sort of like I think Clarkie said it a couple of years ago. This whole farm, this whole farming policy, you know, is that. I'm wondering if that if this is a sign of things to come, where your your um your um your promising youngsters will start to be loaned out to other clubs, um, or uh, were they not rated? I, I don't know because they did bring in other guys. It was interesting, but surprising move. But um, yeah, just I thought that was interesting. Yes, indeed. Um, Andrew Naboot is the interesting one for me. He, if he can get anywhere close to, he didn't really excite last season for Melbourne Victory. Um, if he can get anywhere close to what he was doing with Newcastle, they'll be super, super scary up front. It's just interested to see where he plays in this sort of city side. Um, do you, he, I don't see him sort of working, sort of standing next to McLaren, but then does he does he sort of play out wide? Does that sort Could of... you have like Noon and Naboot on each side of McLaren potentially? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, no, but, I mean, yeah, we know what he's, we know what he does his best work, sort of cutting in. So, mm. so we'll see if he can coexist peacefully with J Mac. Yeah. Little bit of a query between the sticks for my, for mine as well. Um, Tommy Glove is a, a young, promising keeper. It's just whether or not he's, yeah, you know, he's ready to, uh, to take them all away. He, he did really well in the back half of last season. Uh, but it's not yeah. easy for, for a young guy to have the, um, have the gloves for the, for the whole season. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Also, there's been some, I think there's been some, uh, I think, K-League teams sniffing around Harris and Delbridge. Uh, City can't really afford to lose him just before the the start of the season. That losing Delboy would really sort of make that, that defense look a heck of a lot thinner. He he, he does a lot, especially when Bickler's gone out there as well. So yeah, Curtis Good's still there, which is you know that's you know that's good, <laughs> like Good and Delbridge <laughs> yeah. is a fair enough like you know combo to um to rock up with. But yeah, they probably don't have the same. It's a huge physical presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Delbridge was enormous to them last season, really. Um, yeah. like it, apart from the three red cards. Yeah, well, a bit yeah. of a roller coaster with Del Boy, but but he also he also probably did show me over the last eighteen months that he, he is of this this level. So I'll give yeah. him that. Yeah, I just uh, much prefer to see him playing at centre back at all times uh, rather than <laughs> right back. Um, all right, let's move on to the final team we've got uh, in our sights today, Sydney FC. Um, they're fine. See you next week. They're, they're going to be yeah. good. We'll see you next time. Yeah, like you said. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, they've they've lost Marco Tilio to City as we mentioned. The big out is Adam Lafondra, who's gone to Mumbai City. Um, they're going to be good, but if they don't replace Lafondra, it's going to be I different. Think over, I think they'll be overtaken this year. I think they will. They, they, if they come do, back to the if pack. they don't replace Lafondra, and I mean they might not. They won't start the season with the Lafondra replacement by the looks of things, but uh, it's hard to see them not replacing him. I'm not sure what the deal is with the windows, the transfer windows. Um, there's technically one opening in a, like next week, I think. It's still January, is still the same transfer window, Chriso. Yes, yes. Yeah, Correct, so, so, you know, it's possible. I'm, expect- that- I'm expecting they're going to make, I think everyone expects they'll make a move yeah. then. Mm-hmm. There are, there's a number of free agents available, obviously, so interesting to see because if um, that does stick out, they haven't replaced Alfie. It looks like Bobo's yes. names popped up as as recently as today as well. So, but that's that was in the context of um, like Bahaj is going to um, sort of they're going to give it to him to start with and see what he can do with it. Um, he is, after all, their all time leading goal scorer in Asia. Yeah, right. That's, How many that's, did he score that's like four, five? Yeah, he scored four, five like and that. five. Yeah, that's great. Really that's a great stat. So, that's yeah. outstanding. Well, he's going to, um, yeah, he'll be be starting up front. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, how that goes for him, he might, might just, just bang in 25 goals and, you know, that's it. Like, dust the hands yeah. off. <laughs> one Premier's plate, please. <laughs> oh, but, boy. Sydney have found another one. That's the thing. If they do get um, – and I don't think they need to get as many goals from Bahaja as what they would have had from uh, Lafondre and Bobo, um, you know, before, uh, before him. But if they get a, a good, you know – like a good number nine season from uh, Bahaja. Yeah, if he scores even between 10 and 15 goals, I think they'll find enough uh, around him. You know, Barbarous has, 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 you know, scored goals at this level. Um, we know that Ninkovic more more setting him up, but he's also good for uh, good for a few as well. Like, they, you know, they'll, they'll find him with bits and pieces without necessarily having the same focal point as they've had, um, you know, through, yeah, through Elfie and Babo. Well, if they don't, it, um, directly replace Orofondra and, and go down that path of giving it to Bahaja and spreading the goals. Someone who's going to need to lift and, and probably give more goals who's capable of that is Alex Barmyohan. So mm-hmm. probably like to see a couple more goals from him this season. Look, I think 
it'll also put into focus Costa. Costa can score, you know, 10, 15 goals a season, but then he can also go missing for, for 10 rounds as well. So well, is that, that's Bonds and Bunch. It's, 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 it's yeah. that's the two of them. So as, as a combination, I think they've been um, able to function as part of a well-oiled machine. Um, but, is it going to put too much strain on you know on mm. those two and put them put both of them in too much of a focal role that they that like that they potentially shed it a little bit um, because yeah. yeah it's 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 probably not their go they're a bit more the cherry on top guys but there's going to yeah, be more asked of them. But look, we're literally having to scratch around yeah, and, sure. and try and find re- reasons to sort of play devil's advocate. They're going to be hard to score yeah. on because the like the. The back line literally changed it's the at same all. Team. It's the same, yeah, it's the same. And back that back line. line, and that back line, it, Wilkinson. I know he just doesn't get many plaudits, but he's like an absolute. Just turns king. up and does his job. Yeah, he, and he's he's unfashionable, but he's he does everything. Um, he does his job role to perfection, and you know he. I guess you sort of you know he's like the older statesman of the league. Really, he's uh, yeah, the yeah. president of the. President of the Players Association as well. He is, yep, and he's yep. someone. He's someone who's come up. You know. I guess he's got a comparison, someone a bit like Andrew Durante over at Western United. You know, guys who have come up, earned their stripes, did it, did it the hard way. Obviously, um, Durante got shot as a young player, so but that's still hard. But um, <laughs> you know, obviously Wilkinson, you know, minus minus gunshot, but um, you know, just such a, a superb player back there, marshalling and leading leading them is a fantastic, fantastic, mm-hmm. um, worth worth ten men. That guy, and I, they I love him. It. I was going to say they discovered they love him at the players association as well. I can tell you that much. Like I think they're um, they like really love his leadership. He's um, a gun. Just yeah, he's a, he's a great great man. Like I, I, I don't know if he's necessarily unheralded as you said though, Chris. I'm pretty sure he's been in every uh, A League team of the season since he came, yep. came to the comp. I'm like. He's, I think he's be well recognised as one of the best defenders in the entire competition. Chriso just doesn't regard central defenders generally because obviously yeah. they don't. It's not the glitz and glamour that Chriso loves. That's yeah, right. True. And I, I was trying to work in the the, the gunshot angle, Rudy. So I was trying right. to downplay it. My my apologies, Chriso. I'm, I'm sorry I stomped all over your gag. So I think they found a beauty. I think they found a beauty last season with Joel King. Obviously, Michael Zulo was on the uh, on the. Uh, the physio table quite a lot and um, he just, he stepped in seamlessly. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting that mini battle um, Zulo you'd imagine with a, a full preseason would, um, would be ready to take his spot back. But oh, I don't think Joel King's ready to give that one up. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see who they, who they go with to, to start with. And uh, I would have, I would have thought King's the incumbent there. Yeah. I like him. Good player. I still have a couple of question marks over their central midfield. I just, like it's not the same bullying sort of uh, thing that it's been. I know I brought that up a couple of times last season. They still went and won the plate and the and, um, and the seat. So you know, fair play to them. But I just, yeah, I'm not. I'm still not 100 percent sure of it. Um, I, they like I just I don't know. It doesn't feel quite the fate accomplished it has for the last uh, four seasons. I think. Um, I think it's back to healthy competition. Whereas, yeah. like, I probably still regard Sydney. Uh, I'd have a hard time uh, tipping them outside of the top two. Um, but yeah, wouldn't necessarily have them as um, yeah. I think there'll be some competition for them up the uh, up that top end um, that we haven't really seen from past years, and it's probably not so much everyone catching up with them. I just I I do think that that change in dynamic with with Lafondra going out going out. Um, 
it yeah, it just mixes things up a bit that I think it gives others a sniff to catch them. Until tomorrow when they sign a 30 goal a season striker <laughs> who's who's played in three top tiers around the world. What and then we're like, oh, yeah, of course Sydney win everything again. That, well, that, <laughs> and that changes everything, right? Because, like, uh, just if, you know, if there is, like, if there is a signing of that of that nature that, that comes in the door at Sydney, then it's like, oh, well, that's the thing that ties everything together. They'll win the Premier's plate again because, yeah, nothing else has changed. And, like, it's tried and tested. They've um, done it all before and they know what they're doing. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so that's about our lot, I think, lads. Um do you have like probably we didn't write them down, so I guess I won't ask for predictions for for um what what you guys think will happen, and we're all going to say probably Sydney and Central Co- Sydney to finish top, Central Coast to finish bottom. So um, yeah, about it. yeah, put, put it down. That's that's unanimous. Yeah, so <laughs> just might as well just replay last season. <laughs> put it away. It's, it's, it's every season we've done the pod basically. <laughs> Actually, that's right. Pretty much. Oh, we got um, we got the Adelaide Guillemore season. That's right. I'm, I reckon in our very first season, Sydney missed the finals, and I think every year since then they've either they've won one of the trophies. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like them. There was that the that, that second season we did when um they lost one game for the entire season. I, I think I think like seventeen points clear of second. It was like it was. It was full on. It was hard to find things to say, new things, nice things to say about them every week. And that's yeah. why the killbots. They are. Yeah, they, I think that's why are, we coined they, that just so we could. Yeah. Yeah. They look yeah. less kill. They look less kill body. But let's see, like Clarky said, let's see uh, who they sign. Yeah, because like some kind of, some kind of, some kind of weakness. Like when you're fighting a final boss in a video game, and you're like, oh, I've tried hitting him in the eye. I've tried hitting him when his mouth's open. What do I do? What's next? <laughs> What else is there? <laughs> He's got kick knees, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that uh, just about does us for this week, guys. Um, we're not back next week, I think, because there's no point. It's only a couple of games. Yeah, really weird fixture. Like, yeah, there'll only have been two games played by the time next Tuesday comes back, around. Back, back on the first, fourth or the fifth or something. First, yeah. Week, of Jan. Jan. first week of Jan. Yeah, we'll be back in the first week of Jan, just like uh, a regular work job. So, uh, yeah, that's enough from us. I've been your host, Rudy Etzel, been joined by Andrew Clark. Cheers, Rudy. Eventually, uh, Dan Fisher. Thank you, Rudy. <laughs> and, of course, Chris Alloy. Thank you. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>